I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Heather, I hate the internet. (laughs) I hate social media. It's that time of year where you're just on your phone all the time. I know. And it's, you either leave just dying laughing or I throw my phone against the wall and I'm like, I'm, I'm deleting Instagram. I know. I have like a love hate relationship with it. And, um, I think I've told you, like, I have fun with it. I'm somebody that likes to to do the dumb reels and all that. Well, you're cute on it. It's hilarious. I laugh. I have (laughs) no, no ability to do that. I can say I have got like actual business out of Instagram, (laughs) but I don't like Facebook at all. Oh God, no. And I think now they're owned by the same person. Wait, thank you, Heather. It's 2022. (laughs) Yes. It's been years since Meta, who owns, who is Facebook, owns Instagram. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Anyway, you have to have like a Facebook. Facebook account to have Instagram, I think. I should recheck that. Also fact. Yes. So I'm your expert here. No, it's the worst. It's yeah. Okay, I will say though, I hate pranks. I don't like them on other people. I don't like them on myself, which of course just makes jerks be like, let's pull a prank or whatever. You shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that out loud. But what I will say, the only reason I like the internet this week or the social media, if you will, have you seen this this prank that's going around where kids are telling their parents, (laughs) I can't even get through it without (laughs) laughing. They're telling their parents that their favorite celebrity died. Okay, first of all, there's nothing funny about death no. and there's nothing funny about celebrity no. deaths. But this particular prank, for some reason, <laughs> has got me. I cannot quit laughing. So for a listener, if you don't know what it is, essentially, <laughs> the kid is sitting there with the video camera on their parent and has chosen their parent's favorite celebrity. Now, what's the funniest about this is not only the parent's reaction, but who their child knows the parent's favorite celebrity is. And it is the most random people. In one I watched, it was like Simon Cowell dead yeah. at 57. And, and the parent will freak no, lost their mind. No. Yes, lost their one mind. One mom in the front seat was like, Zac Efron dead at 20. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's hilarious. These people are crying over it. Yes, I, you got me to love it too. Well, now it, we're down a rabbit hole. We are. And it made me think of the time and this is again just such a random thing to talk about but celebrity deaths celebrity deaths you heard it here first on the we need closure podcast folks taylor and i were in college when michael jackson died and we were driving through a walgreens pharmacy and we pull up and poor guy on the other end poor pharmacist we look at him and we said oh my god michael jackson died and he looks at us wide-eyed and he goes Michael Jackson died and we were having the same reaction. We were like, oh my God, this is horrible. This is huge. And he looks at us and he said, wait, which Michael Jackson? (laughs) To which Taylor and I look at him like, the king of pop, sir. What do you mean, which one? And he said, oh, my boss's name is Michael Jackson. Oh my God. And what are they all? Keep it together. I don't know. We just tried to stare at him. And and how say, would oh my you god! Know that his boss had died. Exactly. We said, "Oh, sir, no. Oh, no, your no, boss no. Your has boss not passed fine. away." We were talking. I know it's confusing. <laughs> we were talking about the king of pop, not your Walgreens boss. Oh my so this god. has just had me rolling, Heather. Well, I, you know, I think everybody remembers where they were when they heard Michael Jackson had died. Seriously. And I feel like enough time has passed that I can say this and. Also, B, Dusty doesn't listen. Exactly. But, Our husbands don't listen to um, us. Michael Jackson died the same day that 
uh, our dog died. Oh, God. And I say our oh, dog. God. It was Dusty's dog from college, the best dog ever. It didn't really like me very much, though. Um, but uh, it was really, <laughs> we almost got divorced only three <laughs> years into marriage because um, Dusty called me and he was like, the vet called and, you know, the dog is, has passed away. Oh, Heather. And I go, oh, my. And I've been crying. <laughs> and I start crying again. And I'm like, he's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be, I was like, Michael Jackson died. <laughs> and he was like, you're crying about Michael Jackson? I was like, yes, I am. Because I loved him as a child. I understand there's some controversy around. <laughs> but anyway, it was really a What a horrible subject. day for so the I team's family. I wasn't crying because of the dog. Just I, for the king of pop. Oh my God. What a way to kick off this week. Yeah. How random. You, how you doing? I'm good. Good. I'm hey, good. Happy New Year, sis. I know. I mean, it is, t- tis the season. So this is that week, Yeah. you know, where everybody doesn't know what they're doing. We don't know I what had, date it is. I had grand plans to get super organized totally. with everything and haven't. So. Failed. I'm lucky to shower this yeah. week, Heather. Um, but you know what we are doing? We're recording because we are great at our jobs yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to be here. Super perky today. Um we're not going to talk about celebrity deaths. That's not the theme of today's episode. Um, what we were doing is we've been reflecting, you and I have. Not, I mean, all we do on this podcast is talk about our jobs and how hard we've worked and da-da-da-da-da. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing it. But what we've also done is kind of reflected on kind of how far we've come. I mean, would you say that's yeah. accurate? Yeah. And it had me thinking, I thought we should probably do an episode on if you're thinking about going into real estate. And we, I do want to talk about with that with you, but I also want to talk about where you started. <laughs> like where, what jobs have you had? I know I've had some yeah, crazy Yeah, I don't ones. know about much about your past I, life. I think we need to get into it and yeah. talk a little bit about where we started and obviously how we've ended up in real estate. Yeah. But do you have a, do you have a crazy job? What was your first job? My first job, so I did, a, I started babysitting as soon as I could, you know, and did all that. But I would say my first job, I was like 15 because I know my mom had to drive me there and it was working for a catering, a caterer. And my main job was to make the ranch dressing. <laughs> Which was a, like, I can't even, I'm not good at, like... Um, Baking? Cooking? No, oh. like, how how much is in a thing? But <laughs> just imagine, like, a 20-gallon thing of mayonnaise, and oh, I just God. had to make ranch dressing. Can you eat ranch dressing to this day? No. Yeah, that would absolutely disgust and me. Do you want to know how I quit that job? Yes. I asked my teacher if I could borrow the classroom phone, because our classrooms would have phones in them. And I called my boss during the day and I was like, I can't come into work today. And she's like, okay. I was like, and I'm, I'm, I have to quit. Why? Why? And I was like, I got to go though. Bye. <laughs> and just went and sat back down to my desk. Just one day you woke up and you were like, I'm quitting my well, job today and I'm know, 15 years have, old and I'm some, done. I have some, every, I was, I've never been fired, Okay, but I'm, it's very hard for me to disappoint people and to quit. So every time I have quit, it's been, there's been a, a story with it. Oh. It hasn't been a, the way a professional would probably <laughs> leave their job. So Let's just why, say that. That's why you ended up in real estate to be your own boss. I can be my own so boss. So you quit some days and then you go back to work yes. for yourself. Uh, I, I also started working very young. I was 14 and I also couldn't drive. And I, a friend of mine, um, her father was a doctor. And so he let us come to the office, file paperwork, so on and so forth. But her brother had to drive us there. And now looking back, I'm going to be honest with you, Heather. I'm like, 
I started at 14 because I was ambitious and I wanted my own money and I wanted to do my own things. And now 20 years later, I'm like, oh my God, I've been working for 20 years. Why did I start so early? That's my, that's my tip to the kids today. Don't start early. Don't start. Just give yourself some time. Well, and you probably are a little bit like me. No one really ever told me to go get a job, but like the moment I could, the moment I could, I did. And even in college, I worked. And I was one of the only ones of my friends that worked in college. 100%. Yep, that was totally me. It's not like my parents. I was lucky enough that I probably, I don't know, didn't have to work. But I was like, there's no, what? I have to work. Yeah, I have to work. I've got to feed all five of my children. That's like my mentality at 14 years old. So, So yeah, I started early too. I worked at a doctor's office. I was thinking back to some of my more worst jobs. I mean, I've done retail. I was a waitress. I've never done retail. You haven't. I've waited tables a lot though. Like from age of 16 through 23. Don't you think everyone should do that? Yes. It's not only humbling. Yes. You understand a lot of logistics. I would argue supply chain. Yep. I would argue uh, multitasking. Cust- multitasking customer service. Mm-hmm. Everybody should absolutely work in the service industry. From a retail perspective, I worked at the mall, of course. I worked at American Eagle. Shout out. Nice. I mean, who? I wanted free clothes. Dusty Heather, I wanted at Journeys. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hot topic, but journeys is just as good. The thing about working retail is you would literally fold an entire table of clothes. (laughs) And during the holiday season, I would turn around to work with a customer. And by the time I turned back around, the thing was destroyed. So it was like being on a hamster wheel constantly. That definitely wasn't my worst job though. What I was thinking about, and I've told Taylor this story recently. And to this day, he's like, how was this child labor actually possible? But I got a job working for a jewelry store in the mall. Again, I don't think you were a kid in the 90s and le- or early aughts unless you worked in the mall yeah but it was a high-end jewelry store we in didn't Omaha. have a mall in my city what? so okay. you're fancy my fancy Omaha Nebraska you, yeah, you yeah big town people <laughs> put it away so I was uh, worked for a, a higher-end jewelry store in Omaha Nebraska and what to this day what I'm laughing about is this woman charged an astronomical amount for these bracelets but what the what the customers didn't know is there was like six high school girls at literally the third floor of the mall in a back room with no windows <laughs> sitting there putting beads onto oh. bra- making the bracelets. <laughs> there was nothing sophisticated it about wasn't it. Some fair trade. No, cool thing now no. And there's, there was nothing like elegant or high end or oh anything gosh. about it. And to this day, I'm thinking those poor people were spending like $300 a bracelet oh and we're up here getting paid probably $2 an hour care to less eat amigos about, yeah. and, <laughs> and put, put together fine jewelry, put jewels on a, on a string. That was one of my weirder jobs. Oh. I would argue. What about you? Well, I mean, I did, I waited tables a lot and, um, my, I would say the, the, Summer after my freshman year is when I made probably the most money I've ever made in my entire life. Because I came home in between, you know, and um, I was waiting tables. I was babysitting. Yep. I was working. His friend got me this job sorting textbooks oh, in this hot, that sounds hot warehouse. Horrible. And uh, what else? I had another. I had a fourth job. I had four things I was doing. Holy um, crap. And the funny thing about um, pet sitting. Oh, God. So I had two families throughout the summer that I was supposed to stay at their house. Of course you were. Like And of course you didn't, did you? <laughs> I was you didn't, supposed to Heather. stay at their house. And one <laughs> I had to I had to ground turkey. I had to like saute up ground turkey. For the animal? For the animal. And <laughs> 
And these people lived like five houses down from me. And I would get scared. I don't like to stay alone. I would get scared. Well, who does? You're a child. I would get scared and walk to my house at like <laughs> one in the morning. And then I wouldn't sleep because I was ter- terrified something was going to happen to the dog. And I'd get up at like 5.30 or 6 and walk oh, back God. to the house. What is wrong with us? I, I have also what had... What in no. the world? And the other one... I'm saying, at the same time, the other one I would scare, my mom would have to come spend the night with me at their house because oh I couldn't God. walk home. Yeah. I, I overcommitted. I had 14 jobs at the same time. Oh Why did people trust us with their children and their pets? Because so like I also was a babysitter. So from 5.30 a.m., Bella mm-hmm. was home alone. <laughs> like... Anyway, but I did. People are just now finding this out. I waited tables all throughout college. And kind of the worst job I had was I worked for the accounting department at my college for like a hot minute. Stop. You? So it's just myself and this Mm -mm. like middle-aged woman who had worked in the same, done the same thing for like 38 years. How much paperwork is so incorrect because of your job there? Oh, I was in charge of like matching up expenses from a major university with what receipts we had. Like... (laughs) Talk about making fine jewelry in the back. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and also, why did I do that? I, like, why did we do any of this? Nobody told me, like, you better get to work and earn your keep. No, nope. I just. Nope. This was me. It was, that one was pretty bad. Yeah. And it that, was, that sounds absolutely terrible. Like, and this just shows you that be, behind every what seems to be legitimate establishment is probably some oh. 16 to 18 year old kid who doesn't know what they're doing because they can pay us minimum wage. Yeah. I um, had a full-time internship in college that was unpaid. And in order to stay in Texas and not go back home, I proceeded to be a waitress at night. So I literally worked from eight to five and I would go change in my car. And then I would go be a waitress from like five to midnight. And I did that for one summer all to literally take the amount of cash that I received. As you've just said, you made a ton of money and I handed it over and it was everything to pay my rent every single month. The only reason that I like lived and had food was because of Taylor McKittrick because of my husband, his parents bought him food. Oh, so so you, okay. (laughs) Mom, I know you're listening. I know you bought me food too. It was, it's all fine. Everything's good. This is, this is just a therapy session. (laughs) Speaking of waiting tables in college and ranch dressing, I would, I would, um, I was at Cheddar Scratch Kitchen. Remember that? And every <laughs> trying everybody to kill patrons with peanuts. Yes, everybody that's waited tables, and I don't know if that's the PC thing to say now. I have no idea. But everybody that's waited tables knows that when you're done at, let's say, you know, you close at nine thirty p.m., you're yeah. not done. No. You have all these closing duties. Got to wrap silverware, and it rotates to who, who's what. Well, I always got the dressings, meaning I have to dump like all the unused dressings back into. Like it was just this is nauseating and the dressings would get all over me <laughs> and I would change clothes. I would bring a change of clothes because I was going out Oh yeah. after that. So I would change clothes, but I still reeked of Italian blue cheese That's ranch disgusting. and I hit up the bar of like, you did. like a, you know, <laughs> Wait. Like nothing. How did you have the energy? And this is coming from me. I'm oh, a golden retriever. And I would be up all night long. No, I have more energy than anybody I know. And I would get done with those two shifts and I would go home and pass out. I, I could oh. not even, toothpicks couldn't have kept my eyelids open. How did you do that? Well, it, I don't know. The blue cheese dressing's got something yes. in it. <laughs> I mean, then I'd wake up and it just, oh, it was, it was, it was like, I don't know. This is supposed to be a crazy time. This is supposed to show us how far we've come, but all it's really doing is stirring up like some bad memories, I think, for us. Well, and I'll end my Cheddar's journey here because I actually, um, you know, I quit in my junior year or something. And then I came, they hired me back, but they were kind enough to hire me back my senior year. 
and I was taking like 21 hours um, my spring. I don't know because for also maybe this is just a firstborn girl A type mentality. Like I thought there was no choice to not graduate in four years. Like, oh sure, no, that was me too. Like it was I happening. thought if it didn't happen, yes, I exploded. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a sibling who has shown me that that, that was not didn't have to be that the case. wasn't the rule um but so anyway I like took as many hours as I possibly could my spring years so that I semester so I could graduate and rather than just telling my boss also the owner of the of the restaurant like hey I'm sorry like I just took on too much yeah. and again I'm a dime a dozen they can find another employee but I treated it like if I leave this establishment it will go down in flames and so rather than going into, I had a plan to go into it and say that I just have taken on too much, Yeah, but I couldn't do that. Of course not. And before I know it, yes, I've quit, but I think they think I have a terminal illness <laughs> because I just was like, I'm tired. I think something's wrong with me. They haven't figured out what it is. Um, and Heather. but I was, you know, like I was going through a couple little health issues, but sure. they weren't major sure. <laughs> to this day. I'm like, Oh, I look back at that. I'm like a lesson learned, like just go in and be honest. That's right. And be like, Hey, I'll give you two weeks, but it's your fears, Heather. Instead, I think you told, you basically told them you were dying and you yes. weren't going to make it another summer yes. and you're not going to be able to work that's there the anymore. That's the only reason I can't continue this I'm journey. I'm sensing a pattern. Oh. And I don't even need to ask why you got into real estate because now I know it's so that you don't have to have a boss and you don't have to quit yeah. at some point. You can just deal with it whatever uh, way you want to. I hate quitting jobs. No. Like it's the, I think uh, I've cried at most of them. Oh, mainly because I, again, to your point, I think that I am probably the rock that's holding this place together and yeah. it's just going to crumble if I walk out the door, which could not be farther from the truth. No, they were probably trying to figure out a way to let me go. They were like, good. We actually yes, had it in so, the plans to so let fun. you go anyway. So thank you for walking out the door. I will say this. I, I was going to ask you what your worst job was. If you don't want to answer that, you don't have to. But all I will say is this. My worst job ever was I lasted 14 months in corporate America. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I did cry when I left, but it's because I was so terrified of my boss and I made it seem like I was really sad. Was it a or, female boss? Yep. Oh. Mm -hmm. I made it seem like I was sad or, um, I don't know, just feeling guilty, something. I was friggin' terrified. I was absolutely terrified. 14 months in corporate America, not for me. Told myself I'd make it five years, made it 14 months. <sighs> moved on, got another job. I mean, I've never left a job without having another job. I will yeah. say that. Um, and they do. Yeah. I, I'll even overlap them every once in a while, but that was, that, that was leave bad. With another plan with that I, one. Or I, you did, just I had another okay, job. You had another job lined up. I had another job lined up and it, it turned out to be a great job. I had that one for four years and then again, moved on to something else all in the same field. Thank God. So I can prove to my parents that I'm using that degree and that MBA that I got. Um, but that was, that was hard. Cried when I left. Yeah. You ever had any of those? Well, I will say if I had to categorize my worst job would be my first job out of college. And I feel bad saying this because it was my father helped me sort of make the connection to get this job. Right. And it was with a very large bank. I won't name the bank. What is with you in financial institutions I, and ranch dressing? I know. So I was a personal banker. Okay. <laughs> And if you know anything about me, which you learned, you've learned, I'm the worst with organizing my finances. It is a, I, you should have no business doing these it's jobs. It's a, you know what show when that's it comes right. to that's like, right. it, it gives me hives to think about it. It's like you, so, it's like if you told me you were going to become like a grammar teacher. Ever. Yeah. That's about the equivalent. We yeah. have, 
<laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, personal banker. And uh, I was in the Dallas area. And I'm like, yes, like that's where I want to be. And I do this training. And I will say, this large institution, institution let me study for the Series 7 test all summer, which is your like insurance, the ability to sell insurance, yeah. too. Because they thought, this is a promising young graduate. Oh, rising star. Like a two for one. Look at this. Banking and insurance. Oh, my God. So can all, do it all I did, I left college, and all I did was I would go, go to this place in, uh, like in Fort Worth, actually, and just study with a bunch of other bright, young, talented, recent graduates. And they paid me. They oh paid God. me. So then I take the Series 7 and I fail it. <laughs> they let me do the whole thing again. Oh fail it again. You stop. And they're like, that's fine. We'll just do banking. Are you kidding? So this is, I finally get my, my um, banking, like where I'm going to be, what bank. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Get all ready for my, this is an honest to God, true story. I get all ready for the day. I, and I go to what I thought was the bank I was working at, which was this adorable red brick, like older building building that they had turned into a bank. And I go in and I'm like, you know, reporting for duty. And the, the teller's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, she gets the manager and they're like, we don't have anybody starting today. And I'm like, okay. It's like, can you check your system? So he makes a call to like our, you know, regional manager. And they're like, oh, you're at the wrong one. You oh need my to go God. to this address. So they give me the address and I get in my car and, um, you know, again, this is like before before GPS. I think I don't know. It might have been because it was like quest? it was like th- two miles away. And I'm like, okay. So I get the address and I keep just driving up and down this road, and I'm like, I don't see it. Like, what is happening? I cannot believe this. Now I'm going to be late. I just I'm driving up and down this two mile like this way, and I turn around. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. All of a sudden, it dawns on me. To the left was a Tom Thumb this whole time. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I think it's the bank inside the Tom Thumb. No. Yeah. Which, no offense to that <laughs> at all. None. I'm like, you know, so. But when you had in your mind that this cute little red yes, schoolhouse, basically, was, was where, going to be your yes. place of employment, you didn't see it happening inside of a grocery and I get store. Really, I get really cold. And I'm like, <laughs> grocery stores make me really cold and angry. So I do. I'm like, I walk in. Sure enough, that's the one I'm going to be at. And I'm the only banker there. Only banker. And You're running this joint. And I'm trying to make this really short. And um, I didn't know the ins and outs of banking. Of course not. I didn't know that bankers have this quota they're supposed to meet of how many checking accounts to open a day, how many savings accounts to open, how many bill pays to set up, how many. I was supposed to do like seven a day. No. I was supposed to do a home equity line of credit and a home equity <gasps> loan. Oh, no. Like once a quarter. Stop it. If you think somebody's going into a Tom Thumb <laughs> to get some milk and a home equity line of credit, that you're wrong. So got another thing coming. You got another thing coming. So my numbers were down. Our numbers were down as a branch. Obviously, <laughs> everybody was going to the cute one two miles down. So my boss had me go over the intercom. Like, attention, Tom Thumb shoppers. <laughs> Your local banker is over here ready to open a checking account. Do you need a savings account? Like, yep. So I did that. And then one day I had to walk up and down the aisles and stop people as they were <laughs> shopping. 
to ask them where they bank. And I will never forget this. Like, even though our job is somewhat sales, I guess, yeah. some people say yeah. I disagree. But anyway, um, I just wasn't cut out for that because people would be, I'd be like, where do you bank? I'd have to always ask that. I had scripts that I had to follow. Oh, my God. And they'd be like, Bank of America. I'd be like, great. Like, that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> like, you're happy? Cool. Like, I, and I will just, it was just, it was like The Office, the show. Yes. It was like literally The Office. I, I am, the people I don't I worked even know what to with, say to you right now. The people I worked with were so great, though. It's what kept me in it. I stayed there for one year. Oh, I hated for every single day. Oh, every day. Um, I made so many mistakes. And I mean, it, the people, I, the people that I helped with their checking accounts. Their God bless got, them. Like, I will say one time. One time in a year, this guy walked in, this older gentleman, he had a cane, he walked in, he sits down at my desk, and he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, we're one. <laughs> and I guess there was these automated things that were going out to customers about the home equity line and oh loan of credit. Oh my God. He wanted a home equity loan. There you were, not ready to serve him. Oh my God. Not gosh. ready to help him, knowing we, nothing about home nothing. equity. We got through it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'll end this on this story, and because this is so funny. My dad had had won the, he used to win these trips, like when he was in sales, like, you know, top sale, whatever. And my mom doesn't like to fly. So growing up, I would go with him because we got to, I got to go to some pretty cool places. And so I'm talking to him, I'm like fresh out of college, right? I'm talking to him one day and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Cabo. I have I got a Cabo thing, but your mom can't go. Um, and he's like, there's no chance you can go. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Wait, yeah, and, you're, and you're employed. I'm employed. Okay. And he gonna- leaves like the next day. <laughs> He's like, Heather, I don't know. You can't go. That's not how this works. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I have the audacity to go in there to my manager. Like, listen, I'm crying. First of all, I start crying. Of course crying. you are. Of course I'm you like, are. My dad is going to combo tomorrow. Can I please have 14 days off? <laughs> and he's like, you cannot. And I'm like, this is like a once in a lifetime. Oh my God. Heather, when Corey asked the other day if you would hire yourself, oh, what? Are, where were these stories? Like, I one time I left the whole drawer open of money all night long. Like, sometimes, most of the time, I was a teller because, again, nobody came in to do business banking business. So a lot of time, I was just a teller, and I left the whole drawer of thousands of dollars just open <laughs> all night in the Tom Thumb. You showed up to the wrong place mm-hmm. on your first day of work. Yeah, you had no idea what you were doing. And I had to quit that job. <laughs> I had to quit that job. <laughs> Folks, if you want to be a realtor, you are in good company because you can just basically F it up your whole career and then go on to be a very successful, successful real, real estate agent. Seriously. Oh my gosh. That was my worst. But it, I will say the people I worked with made it like- Oh, thank God for the people. And they, we, we were all from different walks of life. Like 100%. 100% different walks of life. I would absolutely- None of us gave a Mm-mm. you know what about this Mm-mm. job. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Because of my quotas, I would open my dad up accounts all the time. <laughs> He'd be like, Heather, please do not open another account in my name. <laughs> I can't breathe. Because he was, a, I knew he was a customer at this bank. And I would just go in and be like, <laughs> I literally can't breathe. 
Oh my God. If my parents are listening, and please I know that this, I never did anything like that. This is that. why this particular bank went under, like, I'm not joking. This particular bank went under like this huge, huge scandalous like thing a few years ago. Like not because of me. I was going to say, are you sure? Collectively people like me worked there. Not, I didn't intentionally do anything bad to people. Strangers, just my immediate oh, family. My, it was just the worst. It was God. the worst. It was the worst. On Saturdays, I was able to dress <laughs> casually. It was such a dorky, dorky shirt. Heather, it was so bad. Okay, we talked a minute ago about how, like, I re- I'm realizing now at the tender age of 35, which that's how old I am, by the way. I realized I never answered your question yeah. on a previous episode about how I'm like afraid to make mistakes, and I, and I so it's, everybody says that's so annoying, and I don't mean it in some imposter syndrome stupid phrase. I just literally mean. I'm so afraid of what's going to happen. I am here to tell you, you are opening my eyes that that it's all going to be okay if you make mistakes. God bless you and thank you for it. I think I've just been lucky. I don't know. I mean. I'm I'm wiping tears away from my eyes right now. I'm laughing so hard. Who needs real estate stories? I just need Heather's previous employee. I didn't know we were going to be talking about this, honestly, until like right before we started this. And I I mean, I'm not even telling you. I'd love to surprise you with the topic. I'm not even telling you. But the. the, The confidence I had to go in there and ask my brand new boss for 14 days off. <laughs> That's next Starting level. the next day. It's absolutely. You should be proud of and yourself for that. crying when you said no. Oh my God. I love it. Don't let your kids hear these stories, people, oh, because um, they're going to think that this, these things are okay. Okay. That was the best trip down memory lane I've ever taken in my entire life. And my jobs do not hold a candle to yours. So thank you for being so open and sharing. Um, how about this one? If you weren't a realtor, what do you think you'd be doing? I know. We might, well, we this is long a, pauses this is on kind this of one. like a, is this a, like, if, if there it was no, like, if I could just do whatever right, like I wanted to, like a dream to, job like a dream, thing. Let's say it. Go ahead. Say it. I, I want to hear it. I would be on SNL. Oh, for sure. Like I, I've always wanted to do like comedy like that. That's amazing. Lauren Michaels, if you're listening, we've got yes. your next person here. She's going to leave her family yes. and her children. She's oh, going to move to Manhattan. It's all going to be great. Yes. Wait, I do. But like uh, ideally, I don't know, like realistically. I know. Well, there is no other good job. We, we took I it. I like interior design. Yeah. I do like that. Okay. That's legit. It's harder than it is, but I feel like it'd be, I'd like it. I feel like maybe not. I don't know. Well, that's it's, grass is always greener, with, right? You're yeah. still dealing with all the things General that we public. deal with. <laughs> I will say, I was thinking about this too. I've done marketing for like a million years. I've been in marketing literally my entire life. So I feel like that's the natural thing to say is that I would, but I'm actually kind of tired of it. Like, you know how you do something for 10, 12, 15 years yeah. and you're like, I can move on to something else. Luckily, it is one of those skills that kind of comes into play with everything. But as we've entered into this podcasting world and everything, I've, I've already, I've, I've produced videos and things in other jobs. I've done that. And the other day I had the audacity to literally sit at a restaurant and have a cocktail with Taylor and tell the bartender all about a YouTube channel I'd like to open up for him. <laughs> I mean, who do I think I am? But I was like, you know what? That's probably what I would, you be, would doing be so good at that. if I wasn't doing real estate, just so producing good. and yes. making people, making other people shine. That's you, how about that? I'm putting that out in the universe. DJ <laughs> you'd be like DJ cat. Like you'd be like a producer. Yeah. Like Timberland. I don't live in the right place to do any of those things. And you know, the minute I got out to any of those places, I'd be eaten alive. So it's just a pipe dream right now. Or it's just it's not even a pipe dream. I love being realtor it's literally just something that I think I might be doing something in that vein yes you are like out of pretty much anybody I know you are like a solutions person I need to find like the answer. I come to I you and you're like 
this is what you should do. Do you know how therapists say that that's bad? Like, you know, oh. you can't fix everything. Mm. You can't fix them. I actually had this thought the other day. I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, you can. And yes, I will. <laughs> and don't tell me I can't. I don't know why. I don't think that I can change people, right? But to me, I'm like, we're going to get through it. We're yes, going to fix you're it. You're always like that. If and I'm it, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I have a terminal illness. <laughs> I have to quit my job. Oh. oh my god okay so that's that's what i was thinking that would be so you would be so good at well that. you're you're, you're good sweetheart. at your job right now but i love you for that thank you so i really i mean obviously the trip down memory lane has brought me so much joy i hope you liked it too heather but that was just the surface as we enter as of my we, of my escapades since we're entering into the new year we did think we should probably touch on the fact that a lot of people do change careers in mm-hmm. the new year and what if there are some people out there listening who are like you know what i do want to get my real estate license we are here to support even though there are 14 billion realtors mm-hmm. i love how that number keeps yes. going up every time we yes. talk about it but if you did want to enter into this field we kind of wanted to chat about it yeah and see if we could help you and provide you with a little context and maybe a little advice as well yeah this will probably be brief but sure. I feel like we could maybe touch more on this in another episode. But I do love the timing of this one yeah, because yeah. people are new year, new start, new me, yeah, new yeah. real estate agent. Yes, twenty twenty three. Come on. <laughs> So if you are thinking about becoming a realtor in the state of Texas, it takes for to initially get your license, you have to take both the Texas test and you have to take the national test. And before you can do that, you have to log 180 classroom hours. This is actually, we've already talked about this on a previous episode, but I believe that this is the most hours out of any state in the United States. There might be one other state that requires the most. And the reason I think I like sharing that is there are a lot of realtors out there, but in Texas, it is actually kind of difficult to get your license. Not only do you have to do the 180 classroom hours, after the first year, you have to log another, I believe, 98. So within that first two years, you're looking at 270 classroom hours. I'm not saying that to deter anyone, but I will say from my own personal experience, when I decided to get my license, I was also getting my MBA. I was in study mode. I would literally look at the MBA material. I was studying, da, 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 da. And then I would put it down and I would pick up my real estate books. And what I will say is after I graduated from the MBA and that year later when I had to go renew these 90, whatever they are, SE something hours, I, it was so hard to get back Mm. in that rhythm of studying. Very hard. I I totally agree. Oh my God. I remember like being on a treadmill because with my phone clicking through, I shouldn't be saying this, but clicking through these classes that were required because I I was doing anything I could to just get it over with. Mm -hmm. Is that how you felt? Yeah. So I would say, yes, all those classroom hours and that can be done online or actually going someplace. And I would say, you know, be honest with yourself as to if you are a go-getter, a self-starter, and you know that you can come home and devote an hour or two at a day and knock it out. I thought I could do that. It took right. me nine months. Oh, for, I, I actually did do it that way also. and still took me four months to do it at home. Yes. So you're right. If you need to go and just get it done, yes. get your butt in just the classroom. Just do it. Right? You do the one that you can just go every almost every day and just yeah. knock it out. Yeah. Um, because if you if you draw it out like I did, it's harder. Like then you take the test and oh, you're like, it. oh wait, what did I read about nine months ago? You complete the fifth on this, but did you pass the test the first time you took it? I did. Oh, okay. I passed it the first time I took it. And when I so had to take I. it, when I took um, when I got my license, um, they allowed you to use some college credit towards those hours. So unfair. They did not um, let me do that. I know. I got in just the right time. So yes, that's. I think you should just kind of know it is a lot of studying. Yeah. It is a test, um, you know, and then it's almost like immediately after you get all through it, you take a deep breath and you've got to turn back around and do 
quite a bit of hours. That's and exactly right. Right after that. So and a little pro tip: don't wait till the last minute. Yes. I continue to wait till the last minute every single I year still to do. renew yeah. it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. it. I will never learn. I know. I will never learn. So once you actually get through that, you get through the test. You have to go hang your hat somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you have to, as a real estate agent, you then have to find a brokerage. My advice there, and Heather, I'd love to hear yours, would be to find a fantastic group of individuals that are willing to educate you. And I don't know, I mean, it's going to be different everywhere, Heather, but a lot of places don't take new agents, or if they do, you kind of have to start at maybe a certain level, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And again, you you might know a little bit more about this than I do, but um, I think that you just need to do a lot of interviewing. I didn't do any, by the way. I was with one brokerage and moved to another one, so I can't speak to that. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, what I have learned now having been at two brokerages is find a place that is going to help you. Mm -hmm. You are unlike Heather and I's hysterical jobs where we met really nice people and (laughs) we were all, you know, leaving the uh, cash register drawer open. You actually, it's kind of, you're alone as a real estate agent, unless you have a really great brokerage and a really great group of realtors that you can lean on. So you got to find them because you're not going to know what the hell you're doing in that first couple of months. And until you do your first deal, you're really not going to know what you're doing. So it's best to shadow or follow other agents or talk to people and try to learn it. Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to be different depending on your situation. I do kind of recommend if you're leaving a kind of nine to five, you know, you mentioned corporate job, but something like that where you go to a place every day from this time to this time and you do these things and you, then you might look for some place that has an office and has a community and has the training kind of get Stay in that routine. Excellent. Because you're right in that if you just have a friend who has a broker's license and you're going to hang your license there, it's going to be hard. That was probably one of the hardest things for me is because, you know, I did that. I went from this to this and I was like I would wake up and be like what do I do today well, I was like say, how do prob- I what how do I do gonna, this you're probably gonna end up on the couch watching yes. Netflix yes thinking about how you have your real estate license yes like at, you're exactly right try to stay in some type of routine best but if you've been somebody that's been self-employed let's say you've been selling insurance your whole life from you know you've got you a home passed office your series you've, seven let's say you passed your series seven um it's a really hard test okay um then maybe that's fine maybe you don't want um and also so that's important. And there's also, for me, I wanted to join somewhere at the beginning where I kind of knew I would get immediate, um, I hate to say leads, that's such a nasty Oof, word, Yeah. but have the ability to have warm-blooded humans <laughs> that I could reach out to. Yeah. And so some brokerages will, you know, they invest in the Zillows and all that. And like, um, if that's important to you to kind of say, hey, it's cool that they do that. And then on day one, I can kind of have this pool of people. Um, But just kind of know you're probably going to be making less money per transaction. For sure. um, Because truly, the only other way, really, and we've talked about it a little bit already, but to get those first clients, I would say was to use your network. And I've said it before, but it's your church. It's your kids school it's your friend group it's your pickleball tournament I don't know what it is but those are going to end up being your first leads if they're not paid right yeah and when I got my license I was still working a full-time job so I didn't actually I kind of kept it under wraps that I got my real estate license so I didn't really talk about I didn't so that's why I did like kind of joining more of they were more hands-off I wasn't required to to do x amount of deals a year and have to go to this meeting and training and all that um but, you know, at the flip side, I think I missed a lot of yeah. training. When you can't and talk about it. No. Yeah. Then then how do you get those leads? Yeah. yeah it's going to be so super I, difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I think on that note too, though, is once you do get those clients, let's say you do get that first client, congrats, way to go. You have to be educated. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what you're talking about. And that again comes back in my opinion to, I mean, unfortunately we do have to take all those classes, but that's where you're going to learn your stuff and you're going to learn it from other agents and you're going to learn it by sitting down and watching them go through a, an offer or a listing agreement, and they're going to be giving you those tips. That is literally the only and best way to learn, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, you're going to learn a lot of things through your school and your test, but I would say all of that kind of goes out the window. Obviously, you need to know the contractual um, elements of everything, but your true experience is just going to be through experience. It's like like learning a language. If you you don't use it, you lose it, as the 40-year-old virgin said. Um, But that is literally, you have to use the license. You have to actually be practicing. And then the other thing I always think about, uh, when you, if you are deciding to enter into this, it can be a little bit scary to decide that you're going to, you know, jump into a new career or something. But for the love of God, be yourself. And I have to say that because we have another awesome, hilarious guy in our brokerage that said when he first started, he used to put on like three piece suits <laughs> and walk around a neighbor, or, you know, try to go, get into one of the higher end neighborhoods in this town. Yeah. And, and that is the opposite of this person. He's very casual. Yeah. He is um, just a great guy, but he wasn't being authentic to himself and it didn't work. Yeah. And I, you have to be yourself. So if, if that's, if the person you are is that you love pickleball, go all in. Yeah. Just love pickleball. Just, love pickleball. Just be the pickleball playing realtor. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's really hard when you're starting out because A, I think you may not know who you are, you know, like you may be young and you may be trying to figure out what do I like? Who am I? Which For I sure. should I get? And so sometimes it's okay to experiment or, or try different brokerages because I've been with one, two, three total. Okay. Um, and, uh, find your place, but find your place. Yeah, and I, and your I hundred percent agree. Just be yourself. Yes. There's a lot of realtors, but I have yet to, you know, it blows my mind that I still do as much business as I do right. because there's 14 billion realtors. Exactly. There's going to be great fits for you. So just be yourself. Yeah. And because there's enough there's enough realtors out there not being themselves and we don't have time for it. No, we don't have time for Mm -mm. it. And then the, the last thing I wanted to touch on and you, I cannot take credit for this. You said another agent in our brokerage had said this, I'm going to say the phrase and then I want you to explain it. But basically once you've gotten into this industry and once you've maybe got a deal or two under your belt, first of all, you're going to learn something new with every single deal. So just be prepared for that. Every deal is different. Every single one. Every single one. It's out of control. How many years have you been in this? 12. And I have, I did 42 transactions this year and every single one was different. I I would have to agree with you in eight years of this, every time I think I've seen it or I know how to handle something, we it's 100% yeah. something different pops up. Okay. So the phrase is, it's not my water heater. Yes. So Can there, you explain yes. that? Yes. Another realtor said this to me in, in casual passing. He probably doesn't know how much of an impact this had on me because I think to kind of backtrack this is have thick skin, you need to have thick skin. And I think when people reach out to me because they're interested in getting real estate, I'm afraid I scare them off because I tell them all the, you know, we're just, we're just being realistic. But you do have to realize you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing with high emotions. And there are days when your feelings are going to get hurt, or you're going to feel like you've disappointed somebody or or, that you failed or that you failed. That's my biggest thing. I feel like I failed. So I have to repeat this phrase, not my water heater pretty much daily or not daily, but especially in negotiation negotiations. I can't say that word. Um, An example being, you know, you're in contract and you've had the inspection and it needs a new water heater, right? 
Seller says, no, I'm not going to do that. Buyer says, well, I want one. It's very easy, I think, to get caught up in the, well, that's not fair. It needs to be replaced. Well, that's not fair. It's not my, you know. Absolutely. Take it or leave it kind of thing. So having the mentality, like, it's not my water heater, allows yep. you to step out of the situation. Remove yourself from remove it. Remove it yourself from the situation. Look at the facts. Present it to your client, whether you have the buyer or the seller. And, you know, let them decide. For sure. It's their water heater. Absolutely. Or not, depending on what side <laughs> you're on. But that's helped me. It's helped me not only just my own sanity and not yeah. having to go to bed every night with like yes. dreams of water heaters. Yes. It um, is, I, I, am, I am a better realtor. I am a better person. 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 I'm a more calm person when I can literally have the mentality that it's not my hot water yes. heater because otherwise I am a, I am all wound up tight and so upset for something yes. that at the end of the day, like you and I have talked about, it's all actually going to work itself it out. It is. And I think, I think if you have that mentality, I think you better serve your clients in the end because it, it sounds like you're being like, it's not my problem. And that's right. not what we're saying. Right. I think it's allowed me to say, Hey, you know what? Let's look up how much a water heater costs. Yeah. An electric water heater costs twelve hundred dollars. Yep. Let's you know? hold it up against the fact that you're buying a six hundred thousand dollar house. Right. Or here's a solution. Maybe yep. they don't want to do that, but let's get let's get six hundred bucks, maybe. And yeah. then you pick out because otherwise I don't so I guess that goes along with yes, having this like, okay, at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do, and it truly is between the buyer and the seller, and you're doing all you can to be the middleman and yeah. present what, you know each party wants and all that. But having thick skin is, is hard in this business. I couldn't agree with you more. I actually, I'm really glad you brought it up though, because it's not just about, I think everybody thinks being a good realtor is about being a great negotiator. Yeah. Okay. It is about being a, a great negotiator, but what I've learned about negotiations is that win-win negotiations are actually the most successful. But with that, it's not just about negotiations. It's not just about, you know, being on top of it. It's the fact that it's high emotion. I, I'm so glad you added that last part in there because there's a lot of other jobs out there that are high stress and high negotiation. You know, you have to be yes. a wonderful negotiator, but it's not as personal. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, this is the most personal thing that we are doing for that person in this time period in their life. And so with all those things combined is what can make this job very challenging unless you remember to have thick skin and take a step back and realize it's all going to be okay. Yeah, I can count. I've had three transactions, if you will, almost go to civil court over something that was $200 or less. Oh my God. Because that's how high emotions that's get. How so high you the as the realtor, get. you've got to be able to step back and provide solutions. Yep. And also remember why we started this in the whole process. Yes. Remind yes. them, hey, you have to sell this house. Remember? Yes. Exactly. Remember? Um, yep. Eye on the prize type things. And these are this last part of it, I think, is unfortunately just something you learn with the territory. Like yep. it's Yep. And it, and it's it's totally all experience based actually. Yes. So so get your foot in the door if yes. you want to reach out to Heather and I with any questions. Yes, you have, I feel obviously. like we'll talk more about this in length, greater length eventually. But um, at least yeah. at least we're helping you kick off the new kick year. Think about new. your new career. And if you've listened to this and you still want to get in real estate, props to you <laughs> because <laughs> we've done all we can to scare you away from it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you for um, literally making me laugh so hard that I cried. My mascara is halfway down my face at this point. Um, but we're going to keep we'll just keep bringing that all, all that laughter into the new year. OK, yes. you good with that? I'm good. Oh, my God. God bless you. Love you, Heather. Um, <laughs> listener, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. 
always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure.